Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 215. I'm David Brody from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, and hopefully you know what I'm going to say next. That's Jamie from Light <laughs> FM. Hi, Jamie. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. We got last week's episode out late. I think I got it out, oh, I want to say Saturday morning, and then we have a, we're having a problem with the back end, like you had when you broke your ass. We're, oh, we're, having, a, we're having a problem. It didn't, up, it didn't post properly. So a couple oh. of people tweeted and said, hey, the episode's not here. So I had to go and redo the system and the thing with the thing. And so it went up late Saturday, I believe. So we're going to do a little better this week, even though I'm on a vacation. <laughs> we're still doing it for the people. That's right, for the people. But we're back. I would like to say a couple of things. I went to see a limited run Broadway show on Saturday night. My wife and oh. I went to see Take Me Out. Oh. Which stars Patrick J. Adams from Suits, Jesse Williams from ER, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. Oh, I love him. And it's a it's a it's a show about a baseball team, and one of the players on the team comes out as gay uh in the middle of a season. And how the team and the fans and different people handle that. Hmm. And did you like it? Loved it. It not it not only was it hilarious. There's some emotional scenes. I got a little teary-eyed. Hmm. Some of it I got teary-eyed because it's baseball and I just baseball just makes me tear up. Pulls on the heartstrings. Especially when you talk about the beauty of the game, which they did and uh oh my god, I love baseball so much. But the play, the play is fantastic. I will warn you. They take your phones when you go in. Oh. Because there's a lot of male frontal all all around nudity. Oh my, okay. <laughs> but I, I will say it was done for the sake of the play. It makes sense in the in the play, and you you get used to it after a minute or two. Uh, but uh, just be prepared. But it's a fan like I wouldn't take the kids is what I'm saying. Okay, it's not a baseball family fun thing. It is just a fantastic, hilarious. Well written, beautifully acted play, and Ferguson, just how Ferguson is brilliant, brilliantly funny and charismatic, and his mannerisms, and it's just so good. But it's only running, and it was running till May 29th, and they extended it two weeks, so I think till mid June. So if you have a chance, if you're in the New York area, or you're planning to come, I, I, I'm not getting. It's not a commercial. I'm just saying, go see it. It was just that good. That sounds Hello. great. So funny. Oh, my God. And it's at the Helen Hayes Theater, which is very small. It's a very small theater. So there's really no bad seats because it's small. Yeah. So if you can get tickets and you're like, oh, what should I go see on Broadway? Go see the show. That's all. That being said, Walking Dead. Let's, yes. <laughs> let's talk about The Walking Dead. Um, before we get into the, the recent episode of The Walking Dead, your, your section B of the three-part series season finale, the second um, mid-season finale, part B, episode 16. I did want to talk about Fear the Walking Dead's own spinoff, Dead in the Water, only on AMC+. Plus. Jamie, you and I both watched it, correct? Yeah, yes, we did. Uh, scale of one to ten. Uh, um, until the end, it was like a nine for me, and then there yeah. was a lot of plot holes, I guess you would say, and yes. I'm like, I have so many questions. <laughs> I think what we'll do is an overall review, 
because I don't know how many of you guys are watching it. You haven't subscribed yet to AMC+. I don't know. But uh, so here's my review of the show so far. Exactly what Jamie said. <laughs> so the, sh- the show, uh, it's not a spoiler. I wouldn't do that. But it takes place. It starts on the uh, USS Pennsylvania, the submarine that was up on shore uh, on Fear the Walking Dead. And if you're not caught up with Fear the Walking Dead, I'm not going to tell you wh- how, why that was instrumental. But it was the entire season last year. It was in the first episode. Actually, it was two seasons, right? Yeah, they discovered it, and then we we saw it with yeah. the end is the beginning spray painted on it, and then we saw right. really so, what was going on inside last season. Right, so it, it's a big it's a big deal in 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 Fear the Walking Dead. The show uh, starts off there's no apocalypse, and so they have to learn about the apocalypse and learn how to deal with walkers, and that part's interesting, which I love. Yeah, and then it ended. And by the way, after 10 minutes, Riley, Riley, the really crazy long-haired freak <laughs> that was in Teddy's cult yep. from fear, um, as I talked about last week, he becomes root forable. Yes, he does. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, Very okay. Like, he do- you like he this doesn't guy. have the dopey long hair. No. And by the way, if your hair looks like that, I didn't mean to say it was dopey. It was dopey <laughs> on him. He's a family guy and he's a leader and you're rooting yes, for him. I totally agree with you. Yeah, he's definitely rootable. So let me clarify. I think I mentioned that it's six episodes. It's actually six webisodes. So if you watch it on AMC Plus, yes, it, it shows you in the bottom left corner episode one, episode or part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, and part six. So it goes by. It's really the length of one mm-hmm. episode of TV. But if they release it on YouTube, it'll be six episodes. Exactly. So it's not six real episodes. It's six webisodes. Does that make sense? Minis. <laughs> yeah, minis. So overall, I liked it. Could have been better. I liked it. They used the uh, submarine set from Fear because they had talked about how expensive that was to make. So they I'm got sure. to repurpose it, which was nice. I don't know if they added any parts of the uh, to the set. It looked like, I guess, mostly the same set pieces from Fear. Uh, the hallways were the same. I, you know, there may have been an extra ladder. I don't. I don't remember. But they used <laughs> the submarine again. They really did make it look like the inside of a submarine. Although they did. the ending, we did talk about the ending. It's weird because they don't show you how they go from the, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they don't show you how they go from the submarine to the land. They just kind of like, whoosh, magic, they're on the land. And, and we're on the land. one thing I want to point out, a <laughs> little bit of an Easter egg before we get to the Walking Dead review. Uh, not really an Easter egg, but it's something I didn't notice the first time uh, I watched it. Um, and then I, I went back because I wasn't sure and I, I was correct in watching it a second time. Not a spoiler. But Riley, you know, there's two keys you need to set off a nuclear weapon, as they showed in Fear. Yes. He gives one of the keys. He keeps one. And he gives one of the keys to a guy on the ship, one of the other men who survived the uh, zombie uh, attacks, a guy with a beard named Walter. Now, if you remember, that guy, Walter, the same actor, was the guy in season six, episode one. The Bounty Hunter episode, or say season oh. seven, whatever it was. The episode yeah. with the Bounty Hunter, and the guy comes to his campgrounds, and he's eating the beans. And uh, Oh, my his, God! Mind and, and he has the key, and he tucks the key in his shirt. And he's with and the, the dog. And then Emil kills him. Spoiler. Yes! Right. Oh, my God! That's the same actor from the ship. So, they what really, now you understand where Whoa. that guy, Walter, got the key from. He was on the Pennsylvania. Whoa, I need a minute. Holy. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Good PI work. <laughs> yeah, so overall, I would say watch it. It's fine. It's a nice time killer, and it fills in some pieces uh, between. Exactly. Yeah, it fills in some pieces. So definitely watch it. Fair? Fair. I like Fair. it. And Jamie and I agree. And normally, she's always like, uh, Brody, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's what, that's I, just, I never like that. talk to him that's, like that. That's the, no, she calls me David, but that's the way she speaks to me. You people don't know the abuse I take. She's so mean. Oh yeah, me. Jamie's the meanest. That's what I cover for her. That's so why mean. we don't do the podcast in studio anymore. I'm afraid of her. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, The Walking Dead: Acts of God, which is the title of the of the episode, which relates to the hordes of locust. Oh god, they locusts. were creepy. Oof, oof. Now, on Talking Dead, which you didn't see, Lauren Cohan, your Maggie, talked about how there was a scene they filmed where the locusts come down and land on her, one of them, and she slaps it dead, or Negan slaps it, uh, and they kill it. 
and that they were a little more involved in the plot. Huh. And that they they uh, they made them look really real, not the CGI ones, but the ones that were like on her on the ground. Ugh. And then they cut it, so all you heard was buzzing. That was it. Uh, Angela Kang talked about how it's there to show you that nature can also be a factor and a problem. But really, were they a problem? I mean, they, they really stayed above their heads, above the trees, so they really right. didn't show up. If they swarmed down and stopped someone from capture, capturing somebody or shooting someone, or they, they um, caused someone to get blinded and walk into a walker, I would be like, all right, they had an effect. They really, they really didn't have an effect. Not I really. I didn't think so. I didn't think it was all that important, other than to show that they exist in the world. That's how I took it, too, and like an omen, kind of. Yeah, a big deal. I was wasting my time. <laughs> I have more important things. Anyway, there was a, a horde of walkers outside a hilltop banging on the walls. The main house, the Barrington house is what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. It was on fire. We don't know why. And Hornsby is outside, angry, walking by himself, stepping in a pool of blood. We didn't know where the blood came from. We angry find out, Hornsby. Find out later. Angry Hornsby. Bad boy. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm saying, we must have missed something. Oh, here, we're going to have flashback. And then, of course, flashback, 19 hours and one act of God ago. So then you think, an act of God. Did lightning hit it? That's an act of God, right? Yeah, there absolutely. Really, there really was no act of God. The locust has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. So I don't know if Ian Goldberg wrote the episode, like he jumped over to The Walking Ian Dead. Ian Goldberg and... wrote the episode. <laughs> I would seriously flick him right in the nose. I feel uh... like he and his writing partner, I don't remember the guy's name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the two of them, I just feel like they got the job out of college and they're winging it. Like, I think they submitted a paper and they were like, oh, this is the best one we've gotten. Let these guys write the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll talk about them later because there was a commercial for Fear the Walking... Oh, there was a scene for Fear on Talking Dead that we hadn't seen before. And I'll, I'll mention that. Now, you didn't see Talking Dead because you don't have cable and you have to wait till AMC Plus posts it. I'm a little sad because I pay for AMC Plus and uh, AMC.com, you can log in and they never post Talking Dead till like Tuesday afternoon. Now, they I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I believe you because just as a reminder... You're the person that said, you don't know why they can't put Talking Dead up a week early. Like the I know, Dead. I know. I, it, I was, that was just stupid. But, but uh, if you, I just uh, checked, and it's not up, and they always do this. <laughs> all right, let me, let me, while we're on the phone, let me check mine. I'm going to pull up AMC. The last one I found everywhere, even on demand, was through my mom's internet account thing, was the one with Beth. That's the only one I can find. Huh. All right, so I have, let's see, AMC Plus pulling it up right now. Did you like the episode overall? I did. The ending, there wasn't, I wasn't really like, oh my God, I can't wait until the next episode. I mean, I, I'm excited, but it wasn't like a crazy cliffhanger or anything. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit to call in that final scene, which T. White uh, Sr. pointed out. And I said, oh, I, I'm with you. I had the same problems. I had the same uh, bullshits. <laughs> the same bullshits. Same bullshits. <laughs> Yeah, I had to call bullshit on a couple of things because, well, we'll get to that. Uh, right now, the app is up is downloading an update, so I will check later on. Let's get this oh, thing. Okay. Let's get this thing moving. By the way, okay. So flashback nineteen hours an active god ago, Maggie and Herschel are leaving the hilltop. Herschel doesn't want to go. He wants to stay and help. And uh, Maggie's like, you know, we're getting out of here. Isaiah and Marco and Maggie and Herschel head off. Hornsby is in the woods flipping a coin because remember he has that lucky coin. Yep, that came back. We saw that thing flipping in the air. And it lands on whatever and he tells the stormtrooper to pick what team he's on because he flipped the coin. I guess he makes a lot of his decisions based on the coin. And uh, so one of the stormtroopers goes and says, all right, I'm on that team. Uh, Eugene wakes up in Max's bed. Eugene's getting laid left and right. I th- oh, I thought that too. I'm like, my God, he's just hopping woman to woman. Go, he's got Eugene. fake he Stephanie, real he Stephanie. Had, he hasn't had any the entire time, so now he's making up for lost time. Now he's waking up in the... And, and you know, the apocalypse, I guess, is different than most places, but, you know, I don't he's know if they He's cleaning have, up. RSFS. I don't know if they have... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they have <laughs> condoms, any kind of protection, any kind of, like... Uh, I feel like the Commonwealth would, but any place else, no. <laughs> You're talking about 10, 12-year-old condoms, mm. right? So, uh, 
Really? Maybe, I don't know. He's banging it out with Max. <laughs> and Max says she's worried about what's going to happen after they accomplish their mission. Right? Whatever their mission is, what, what happens next? Right? Yeah. What do we do after that? I guess we'll see because we see in the episode sort of what happens. Daryl, Father Gabriel, and Aaron are part of the group that are searching for the guns and for the survivors of Riverbend. That's what they're calling the apartment building. Mm-hmm. So in case you're like, those people in the building, those are the residents of Riverbend. Uh, so they're, they're on their own. I don't know why the troopers have allowed them to... Um, to be alone together where they could plot. Yeah. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't l- l- let them talk. But again, nobody is smarter than us on these TV shows. They're <laughs> dumb as bricks. They're talking like they want to overthrow these guys, you know, and then head home. And Daryl says, we got to keep heading north and wait for the right moment to take them out. He tells the troopers some fake story, which was very clever, about, uh, oh, we should go to Charleston. I hear they've, they've got some rooftop thing where they trade weapons they trade for weapons. So he's trying to keep them like away from where he knows, you know, the other people went, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. At that moment, a bunch of walkers bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man, <laughs> which I thought was, was kind of strange. Daryl takes one of them out real quick with the knife on his gun, at the sword at the end of the gun, whatever. And one of the troopers, I think it was Romano, the, the bald leader, he struggles to kill one of them. And then gets it on the ground and then beats the crap out of it over and over. Oh, that over. was an anger kill. Yeah, he slashed the thing's head open Oof, with the butt, the butt end of his gun. He lost his mind, really. And and Daryl kind of looked at him like, dude, you, you guys don't know what you're doing here. You really don't. So the trooper calls into base to let them know they're 13 miles away from the nearest checkpoint. He's calling into Hornsby. So Elijah looks up in the sky and he hears buzzing. Uh, and it's the locust. And uh, I thought, okay, that's going to mean something. It didn't. Meant nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Uh, Maggie looks really stressed when she tells Herschel that the place they're going now may not be permanent, but it's the right choice for them to live now. They run into Lydia in the woods. Lydia takes them to a clearing. She taps her gun on the ground, and it's a trap door uh, to where where Negan and all of his people are. And uh, we learn later it's a whisperer hole. And so did Maggie plan on having them live in a whisperer hole? Or were they going to Oceanside? Or were they going to Commonwealth? I couldn't imagine they were going to Commonwealth. Oh, definitely not. So were they going to go live in a whisperer hole? Was that the plan? I don't know. And how long does she want to keep them down there till they stroll by and it's close as clear? I don't know. Is there really ever a safe time to let them out? No. No. Uh, Maggie says uh, to uh, Negan... I started this fight with Hornsby and it's not going to end till I end it. Negan says, look, you helped my people. I'm going to help you, but my wife is pregnant and I'm not going to have her fight for a place like Hilltop that isn't worth saving. But I'll help Herschel if you want. I'll watch your boy for you. Herschel doesn't really trust me. And Maggie says, yeah, but I'm starting to. How huge is that? Woo! I, I literally rewound that. I'm like, whoa, that is a big moment for her. She says, you saved Herschel at Riverbend, and whatever will happen, and whatever has happened, I'll never forget that. In other words, you, you bashed Glenn's head in. Spoiler. You're doing me a solid with my kid. Yeah, and you, and you saved his life. You've proven that I can at least trust you. So, you know, maybe there's some future there. Now, on Talking Dead, Lauren Cohan made it very clear. She doesn't forgive him. They're not friends. Don't say we're friends. And she does talk about the spinoff, which we'll, we'll talk about later. Negan says... You've got big balls, Maggie, and I've got you. <laughs> she says, I've got you, and I've got your boy. By the way, how many people need to safeguard Herschel in the hole in the ground? Aren't there like 40 people? I know, right? 40 There's people? so many people. There's a lot of adults. Why can't Negan fight? Why again is he staying back? Uh, Maggie wanted him to stay back. Well, she no, he said, I want my wife to stay back. And then he said, I'll protect your boy. It comes off noble, but it also comes off a little chicken shit. <laughs> so uh, he he did say he would help. He did, but he's quick to say, "All right, I'll stay back." Yeah, he he did say that pretty fast. You know, I'd like to see Negan start fighting, bashing some heads, but he he doesn't. Hornsby's talking to Leah, saying, "Isn't this exciting? 
You get to kill the woman who killed your family, and I get to do my job without interference. Everybody wins. And then he says, well, not everyone. So Leah looks up, here's the horde of buzzing bugs, and smiles as if maybe that means that the bugs are somewhere where there's people. Like maybe she can track them that way. She had that look on her oh, face like, yeah. ah. She did have bug. a look on her face. But yet, that's not, it doesn't come into play. Now, if they showed her tracking the bugs and the bugs were by the hole in the ground, then it's an act of God, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, but again, let me point out, I saw no reason for the locust in the show. Did you? Any any reason? No, like you said, if it had drawn her somewhere where there were people or something, I get it, but they all just stared at it and nothing happened. They didn't even interact with them. Right. And and I don't see how the act of God of the bugs plays into what happened at Hilltop. Like to say, flashback 19 hours ago and an act of God. Mm-hmm. There was no act of God that affected the show. No, there wasn't. Uh, Lance tells Leah he'll need to see proof that Maggie's dead. He gives her a walkie-talkie so she can call him. She says he will definitely see her. And uh, she heads off with a bunch of men in black. Daryl is at the um, the car junkyard. He says to the guards, you know, we should head back as soon as we're done. And I, I at this point I wrote, I have to believe at this point the troopers are under orders to kill the three of them, which is why we saw so many dead troopers in the trailer uh, and there was a shootout in the junkyard where they are now by the school bus. Thanks, trailer guy. <laughs> trailer guy. Ruined it again. Yeah, so we already know when they get to the, the, the lot with the cars, they're going to have a shootout with the troopers. Yeah. So no surprise there. The three of them are guys. Abraham. Uh, Abraham. Abraham's dead. Spoiler. Oh, Aaron, Gabriel. Father Gabriel and Daryl walk into the center of the junkyard. By themselves. Mm. Now, I have a question. Well, let me paint the rest of the picture. The troopers start going around the outside and surrounding them. Okay? They're going to ambush them. 30 seconds earlier, the, the guards, the troopers, were standing right behind Daryl, Father Gabriel, and Aaron, who had no weapons. <laughs> yeah. Why not just shoot him in the back of the head? Why do you have to make it elaborate? Because <laughs> that's what they do on this show. I know, but again, like, did Ian Goldberg write the episode? <laughs> Poor Ian Goldberg. <laughs> so the troopers nod their heads to each other like they're about to fire on the three of them. And before they can fire, Daryl nods to Aaron and Gabriel and they start shooting at the, at the troopers mm. with, with their one gun. Father Gabriel and Aaron, it looked like they were both wounded. Right, it's so a father. Oh, Aaron Gabriel, got shot. Yeah, Aaron got shot in the shoulder because that's where the stars of the show get shot. And I thought <laughs> Father Gabriel got winged uh, or nicked, but he didn't. It looked like he did, but he didn't, because these guys shoot like the Star Wars stormtroopers. They're standing on the side of a bus, and they can't hit them. Yes, they're not that far away. Out in the open, they can't hit them. They definitely had stormtrooper aim. <laughs> father Gabriel sneaks around the bus and stabs one of them in the leg. Takes his gun. Again, they keep shooting at Father Gabriel and missing badly. A horde of walkers starts approaching because they must have heard the guns. The three stars of the show, Romano, the bald leader of the troopers, is wounded and he's crawling on the ground. So one of the guys shot him in the in the uh, hail of bullets and he's crawling on the ground without his helmet. Why doesn't he have his helmet on? Because we need to see his face. Yes, so we know right? who he was. We need to see his face and we need to see the terror in his eyes because Daryl puts a gun in his face which you couldn't do if he had a mask on. And Daryl says, where's Hornsby? And the guy says, screw you, right? I'd rather have you shoot me than, I'll, than tell you where he is. So that's when they notice there's a horde of walkers coming right down the aisle, right at them. And he changed his mind. So he tells Daryl immediately, Hornsby's about 10 miles out and he wanted to clear the field, meaning anyone who's not an ally, kill them. Mm. So Aaron assumes that means also take Maggie out. And he doesn't want Pamela to find out. So he wants them all dead. He's so always looking out for his own ass. Yeah. The guy spilled the beans, but Daryl still shoots him because I think he told him where Hornsby was so that they wouldn't let the walkers eat him alive. So they ate him dead. They did eat him. Oh, they did. So here's my, he que- dead. here's my question. If the walkers weren't there and Daryl said, where's Hornsby? And the guy says, I'll tell you if you let me go. Would they have let him go? 
I don't, he was shot really bad. I don't know if he would have made it anyway, but um, maybe? Well, I don't know how maybe. bad he was shot because Daryl was willing to threaten to shoot him. If well, the guy knew he, he was going to well, die. crawling away, but I think it was either be eaten alive or be eaten dead. Right, but so. if, if he had told Daryl, would Daryl have shot him anyway is what I'm saying. Mm. Like if he could have been helped. Probably. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. So Hornsby calls on the walkie looking for Romano and Daryl says, he ain't here anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and Hornsby looked terrified. So he He's tells like, oh, his team shit. to move out and the walkers eat, eat Romano up pretty good. Oh, luckily he was dead. I mean, he wasn't, you know. Yeah. Thank God. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break here. We, uh, we have a bunch to talk about and uh, Pamela getting upset. And a a fight that I find unbelievable. And and we'll talk all about that right after this. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic. And you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on Walkers and Talkers. Your one-stop shop for all things Walking Dead. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Jamie, we're back. Uh, let's talk about Pamela. You're Pamela Milton. She's uh, practicing her motivational speech for the big Commonwealth event, the Founders event, so they can honor her father at the big Founders event. And she says, Max, are you okay? You look distracted. Because, yeah, Max is thinking about robbing her filing cabinet. Yep. Her secret filing cabinet, which, by the way, is out in the open in the corner of the office. I was going to say, it's right there. Like, it's not really a secret. Yeah, I thought it'd be like, a, uh-oh, how's she going to find it? Or needs a code or something. Yeah. Max tells Pamela, uh, hey, I'm fine. But hey, good news. The uh, budget came over today and there's a $50,000 surplus. And if you don't mind, I'd like to suggest maybe using that to set up a scholarship uh, fund for the less fortunate families in the community. And Pamela looks thrown by that and says, you know, I appreciate your out-of-the-box thinking, Max. But oh all that extra money... God. All that extra money has to go right back into the event. Wow. Really? Max looks very sad at that point. And uh, she says, oh, by the way, you're going to be late for your five o'clock dinner. And so she says, oh, I, wouldn't, I don't know what I would do without you. And she scurries off. And Max says, I'm right behind you. I'm leaving in a minute. Yeah. So the question is, do you think Max would have been as eager to break into the filing cabinet if Pamela was maybe not such an elitist bitch? Mm, nope. So you think she would have broken in either way? Oh, oh, sorry. I heard you wrong. No, no, you think she wouldn't have, I'm saying. You think she wouldn't have. I, she may have, but if, if Pamela was nicer, I don't think she'd be as inclined to break in. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It's five o'clock. We just established that, or it's almost five o'clock, right? W- which is normally the end of a work day, even in, yeah. in Commonwealth. And as Max walks away, the, the camera focuses on the only filing cabinet. And you're like, okay, there's the filing cabinet. Cut to Maggie, Elijah, and Lydia. They're at uh, Hilltop loading up on weapons. Load them up. <laughs> now, I imagine everyone else at Hilltop has disappeared and went to live in the hole with the people from Riverbend, right? Everyone from Hilltop is gone. Yeah. They don't show Marco, but he's the fourth guy that's going to fight. And that's when I thought to myself, Marco, and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Marco actually wearing a red shirt? Oh, it was like maroon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At that yep. at that point, I said, "Oh no, he's, he's a red shirt. He's actually oh, no. wearing literally a red shirt. a red shirt, because they're not going to kill Lydia, and they're not going to kill Elijah, and they're not going to kill Maggie. So, oh look, he's not even in this scene, and 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 they keep showing him right. Like he hasn't been on the show in a while. He was around for a couple of seasons, 
and he wasn't around. They didn't show him a lot. He was always the guy on guard duty. Kind of we, in the background. Yeah. Oh, there's Marco. Marco's driving the, uh, the carriage, the, the horse and buggy. Marco, go get me this. Marco was around, but Marco didn't have a big role, but he just, he's been around for a few seasons. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, the show's ending in nine episodes. Uh, Mar- uh, Marco's not long for this world. So I was not <laughs> surprised whatever happens to Marco later in the episode. Max starts going through the secret files in the not-so-secret filing cabinet. And like, like uh, Carol, she knows exactly which file to go to. And she's reading through the first file, and she looks shocked at what she sees. <gasps> Scandalo. Gasp. And perfect timing bullshit. At, I don't know, 10 minutes to 5 at the end of the day, Sebastian walks in, demanding to see his mother, and demanding that Max get his mother for him. So, uh, a couple of things. If you're looking for your mother, why would you show up at 10 to 5? Yeah, come a little bit earlier, honey. You know your mother's schedule. Why would you show up at 10 to 5? Then she says, Max, get her for me. You think the secretary, the assistant, can get the governor of the Commonwealth to just come back? I know, right? I'm like, wow, ballsy. So she says, look, uh, she's at dinner, but I can get word to her. And that made him more angry. You'll get word to her? He looked drunk or high or something. Yeah, right. He was definitely out of it, which is good because she's holding the secret file at this point uh, rather tightly. He says, oh, I noticed you're taking your work home. You're a hard worker. And then he goes to talk to her. I don't remember exactly what happened, but then she drops the folder because that's what scared women do in these movies. You know that. (laughs) Oh, heavens, I dropped the folder. Oh, no, don't don't get that. Right. Horror movies, they trip. And in, in suspenseful espionage type uh, moments, you um, you drop the file. So he picks it up and they're both holding it like they're both pulling on it. And so you think he's going to see it. But then he says to her, ah, you take it. Ah, and he leaves. Now, he was drunk, right? Or something. He was something. All right. So does he remember that she looked in the files? Does he he tell his mother like, oh, she was looking through the files or like, because we don't even know if he sees her, if he ever gets to talk to his mother. And I doubt he would bring up Max. Oh, that Max is a hard worker. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it raised any suspicion. Right. Leah and her men are uh, heading to Hilltop at night and the bugs are flying over again. But again, they don't do anything. The house seems empty, but they're doing a full search of, of the house at Hilltop. And... The couple of the men open the office door and it's booby trapped and they blow up, killing three of them. Boom. And I thought to myself, I guess it's okay to blow up Hilltop because the show is ending. Yeah, exactly. Right. You already, uh, kingdom's gone. So why not just blow up Hilltop because you're just not going to live there anyway. So who it's cares? It's already on its way out. Yeah. It's already on its way out. So who cares? Maggie is, uh, du- is by a car. They're ducked down watching it happen. And she tells them to go inside and get the weapons of the guys we killed. First of all, she's assuming that the bomb killed all of them, but it didn't. Nope. So Marco and Elijah stand up and Marco gets shot in the head by Leah. Ooh, headshot. To which I wrote, red shirt. (laughs) So I said, well, apparently Leah wasn't killed in the blast. Leah comes out of the smoke and uh, I guess the horde of bugs now that are there. And she's coming through them like a badass. Like slow Fair, motion. Thoroughly, yeah. Thoroughly badass. Um, apparently Hornsby arrived because four men who are still alive wearing black and Hornsby stormtroopers are going through the house now. And Hornsby looks pissed. Now we're back to the beginning of the show. Hornsby steps in the blood and you realize it's the blood from Marco's head. Mm. Ah, he uh, Hornsby calls on the walkie-talkie and says, what the hell happened? And she says, I was drawing them out. She says, I'm doing things my way. And Hornsby says, your way got my men killed. And she said, that's collateral damage and turns the walkie off. Like, hey, I'm doing my job. I had to, you know, have the bomb go off, you know, set the trap off. Daryl's group is in the woods. There's a bunch of dead troopers. And I guess they're over where Hornsby was at some point. And there's walkers in the forest walking around. And there are traps throughout the woods that he notices. And uh, one of them says, I guess those are traps for the walkers. And Daryl says, nah, those aren't for the walkers. So I guess Leah made the traps. But He probably knows her style too. Right. But then there's no, you don't see them. They don't kill a walker. 
You don't see them. Yeah, is it just to sh- like to reinforce that Leah's a badass? I guess. Or that Daryl knows her so well, he knows those are hers. Right, but uh, we all right, but that's unnecessary because five seconds later, Father Gabriel finds a bracelet, and Daryl says that's Leah's, mm-hmm. and uh, and then true. he says what? I said true. So then Daryl says we better split up. Well, why would you split up if you find Leah? Don't you want to find her together so that maybe she wouldn't kill you guys because Daryl's there? Why would you want Father Gabriel or Aaron to run into her? And then we don't see either one of them again. Like wherever yeah. they split up, we don't see them. Mm-hmm. Maggie's group is also in the woods, but we don't know which woods. We don't see an overhead. Like it would be great if they showed us on the map where everybody was, but they're just in the woods. Maggie says to um, Elijah and uh, Lydia, uh, why don't you go and try to you know, draw the troopers away? Uh, I'm going to have to do this by myself. And so I thought to myself, well, I wrote it here. In, rea- in reality, in the real world, what chance does Maggie have against a trained assassin I, exactly. in the woods? What in the, the woods where where she's wearing all black. Now I will say that I was surprised Leah didn't put her hair up and didn't put like mud on her hair and on her face. Oh yeah, because you're blonde it and you're out. very white. So why would you be walking around the forest? I know you want to look good for the camera. But it seemed like a real warrior would have mudded up her face and her hair and put it up. Anyway, Connie, Kelly, Magnamax, and Eugene are going through uh, the papers from the file folder. And they're matching names on the, on the sheets to the names on the list that Kelly had. We still don't know who gave them the list, by the way. There are coordinates next to everyone's name, but they don't know what the coordinates mean. Connie says, I'll write a story about Hornsby and the heist and the house because we can't blame anything on Pamela until we find proof of the larger thing going on here, mm-hmm. right? We can Let's go after Hornsby, but we can't, like whatever the big picture thing is, we don't have proof of because we can't decode this thing, this paperwork. Ezekiel comes over and he says, hey, I've got a whole network of people ready to ride at dawn to hand out the newspapers. So here's what I'm thinking. She can't go back to work at the, at the newspaper because there's no way her boss is going to let her print this article, right? Yeah. So how did they print the newspaper? In the night, maybe? So you think they broke in, printed it in the middle of the night? I guess, right? I wrote this note to myself, which I said to you a couple of weeks ago, maybe even last week. The people on the show, the stars of the show, our people, wherever they go, they just fuck shit up. <laughs> oh, it's not done the way we want? Let's fuck it up. <laughs> they do. All right, let's, uh, let's take another quick break here. And when we come back, we will talk about Maggie and Leah and Talking Dead. And then I'm going back on vacation. Is that fair? That's fair. All right. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Seth Rogen. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER okay Maggie's alone in the woods. A female walker is approaching her. I thought it could be a trap. I thought maybe the walker was pushed on its way by Leah, like to get Maggie to come out in the open. So Maggie lets the walker come right up to her face. Oh. And then kills it at close range, quietly, and then lays her down on the ground. Yep. So Maggie, listen, they're making Maggie look like she's really ridiculously (laughs) kick-ass. Like, she had some real fighting training in the season and a half she was out. She did. Anyway, it's a massive wooded area. So at that point, I was I wrote, I'm not sure how anyone would find anyone, but of course they're going to. 
right? Like you're in the woods in I, is West Virginia? No, Virginia. They're in Virginia. Virginia. Right. But they're in a wooded area. I'm assuming it's very large. You haven't run into Aaron, Father Gabriel, and Daryl. So, of course, Maggie spots Leah before Leah spots Maggie. How's mm-hmm. that possible? How is that possible? I don't know, but it happened. Maggie's walking around upright, like just walking around. Well, anyone who's a trained killer would be able to spot you. They'd have a vantage point. They'd be up in a tree. They would set traps. They, oh, yeah, you're right. A tree or something. They could have an aerial view. The fact that they're both walking around loose, like loosey-goosey. Loose. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I just don't... Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, Maggie fires three shots at Leah and hits her in the leg. And then she runs off. So not only did Maggie see her first, she shot Leah before Leah could shoot her. Yep. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Leah is a trained assassin. She's militia. She is. Maggie, I know she's, I know she's Maggie <laughs> but you're, you're talking about taking out, I, look, I, it's like what um, what Hornsby said. You expect me to believe that these two guys uh, were, and, and my, were able to survive and all of my trained killers were taken out by some people living in an apartment building? Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. <laughs> so she goes to run up to Leah, thinking Leah would be leaning against the tree where she was shot. And of course, Leah's the other side of the tree and swings around and, and knocks her out with the butt of her gun. Ow. Somehow... She carries Maggie back to the cabin. I don't know how far they are from the cabin, but wasn't the cabin relatively near Alexandria? I think so. Maybe she fireman carried her. So she fireman carries her 20, 30 miles? That is not possible. So, okay, yeah. Again, I... With a shot leg. Yeah, thank you. Her leg is bleeding and she carries... There was no motorcycle. There was no car. There was not even a cart, a wheelbarrow. Nothing. <laughs> Somehow she gets Maggie back to the cabin of all places. Take it to the cabin. And she does the one thing that every bad villain does. Tied I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you my plan. I'm not going to kill you right away. The f*** out of here. You want her <laughs> dead. She killed everyone you know. I'm going to make her suffer and watch everybody die. What's the difference? Once you kill her, she won't remember that she watched her family die. Exactly. If the whole point is you're going to kill her anyway, then kill her. I, I, I don't get that. I'm going to make you watch your family die. Okay, but it's not like you live in heaven and you remember that image the whole the rest of your time in eternity. Like, I mean, I, uh, you might, but I'm of the belief you're dead, you're dead. So you're killing Maggie, but I'm not going to kill you till I limp and by myself capture everyone you love, even <laughs> if they're in the middle of Commonwealth protected by the military oh there. Oh my God. I'm going to find them. I'm going to find everyone you love. Well, do you know everyone she loves? How much do you know about Maggie to kill everyone she loves? Exactly. You know Elijah, maybe. Do you know you know her son? Do you know Herschel? Probably not. Are you going to kill Daryl? She loves Daryl. Are you going to kill Daryl? Are you going to kill Aaron and Carol and Ezekiel? You don't even know these people. Dumb, dumb, uh, dumb plan. <laughs> so uh, she wakes up and Leah has the gun in her face. And Maggie's tied to the chair the way Daryl was when she he first met Leah. And if you notice, the whole time this she's sitting there, she's untying her, her ropes on the yes, hands. Yes, right? I was watching that. Uh, again, I want to point out, she's a trained military expert. You would see Maggie doing it. She would. She should have. Not only would you see her doing it, you would tie ropes that she can't get out of. You're a trained military person. <laughs> You're going to tie ropes on Maggie? You tie her ropes to the chair and to themselves where she can't muster up enough strength. Exactly. And you know everyone's going to try to untie. Please, you're... Oh, ah. I think a bunch of people tweeted me that was bullshit, which I agree with. Agreed. Maggie says, if you wanted me dead, you would have done it already. You want me to suffer all of the pain. It's not going to work. It's not going to help you. Uh, It's not going to help you feel better. And Leah says, you're wrong. Oh, and it's not just you, by the way. When I'm done, everyone you love will be dead. Again, I already told you what my thoughts were on that. That's not a thing. That's not possible. Uh, Okay, it's the next day and Hornsby is still walking through the woods. Now, did you notice Hornsby is walking with his shirt and tie and his vest and his men are on horses? Why is he walking 20, 30, 40, 50 miles 
and his men are on horses. That's a good point, actually. You're the leader. Yeah, hop shouldn't on you that be horse. On, shouldn't you be on somebody's back, uh, like uh, riding uh, behind somebody else on a horse? You would think so. She's untying the ropes. Leah's gun is in her face. She unties her hands. Leah doesn't notice. And then she jumps on Leah. Leah doesn't have the reflexes fast enough to shoot her as a trained military militia assassin person. She knocks the gun out of her hand. They fight. She cuts her with her knife. She cuts Leah with her knife. Leah knocks Maggie to the ground, pulls out her own knife. She headbutts her. Then she cuts Maggie's leg. By the way, we never see her wounded leg again. No, we don't. It's Maggie's like it fine. Happen. Maggie's fine. She she flips Maggie to the ground and starts punching her in the face repeatedly. Oh my god, that was a hard to watch. She then goes to stab Maggie, and, and by the way, she, a couple of times she tried to stab Maggie, and Maggie was able to grab her hands, and even though the knife was flying at her, grab her hands and stop the knife from getting her. Mm. You know what kind of expert in timing you have to be to grab the hands of a knife flying at you into your leg? A lot, but, yeah. But Mag- Maggie did it. Now Maggie, on her back, being having her face demolished, has the strength to hold the weight of Leah pushing down on the knife from getting into Maggie. Maggie is able to hold the knife back, even though Leah is stronger, not be- not beaten up, and has full body weight on top of her. Then Leah gets shot in the head. Oh. And, and it's Daryl. So here's my question to you. I want you to think about it for a second and a half. Jamie, how did Daryl know that Leah captured Maggie? How did Daryl know that she fireman carried Maggie 40 miles on her bad leg back to the cabin? Go ahead. I'll wait. He wouldn't know. But if he were in the area of the cabin, he figured maybe I should go in there and check for her. Now, there was a was there a gunshot? There was one gunshot. Oh, yeah, the gun the gun did go off between Lee and Maggie once or twice. So if he was in the area and he thought, oh, boy, what's happening here? Right, but Aaron and Gabriel didn't hear. Not that we saw that they found, because everybody and, split up. And so Daryl was in earshot of the gunshot, even though the, ca- the cabin is nowhere near the hilltop or the hole in the ground or wherever Maggie was in the woods. Fair? Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Yes, okay. fair. Hornsby and his men are now outside the cabin? Again, I don't know how they knew about Leah's cabin location or why they are there. But even if they heard the gunshot, they couldn't possibly have gotten there that quickly. And why would they think Leah... uh, Do you think Leah was like, I'm going to take Maggie back to the cabin? No, of course not. Because she said, I'm going to kill Maggie. Mm -hmm. She didn't say, I'm going to go to the cabin and you can come and watch me kill her. Because her intention wasn't to kill her. It was to go get Herschel. Exactly. So everyone's at the cabin and it makes no sense that everyone's at the cabin. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Daryl fires out the window, and I guess he grazed Hornsby's face. Oh, my God. Yeah, like a chunk missing out. And yet Hornsby just looked angry. I would think he would have screamed, but he just looked like, ooh, I'm I'm wounded in the cheek. So he's got to wear now a scar on his face for eight episodes. Or less if he gets killed. And how's he going to explain that one to Pamela? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of explaining to do. (laughs) Daryl and Maggie sneak out the back because these idiots don't surround the place like you're supposed to. That's what you do. They find Leah dead. And at this point, they don't know for sure who shot Hornsby. They don't know. I assume they guess it's Maggie. But I don't think they saw Daryl through the window because it was a dirty window with a screen on it. Yeah. But, you know, they'll say they did if they did. They, uh, Maggie, bloody, bloody stabbed Maggie. Uh, Daryl, Gabriel, and Aaron meet up in the forest. They head back to the hole in the ground. And I, as I pointed out, once again, Negan didn't do any fighting. Did no, nothing. he didn't. But he, but he kept everybody safe in a hole in, in the ground. In a hole in the ground. Very. That nobody knew about. <laughs> so very exciting. Okay. Uh, Max puts the file back in the filing cabinet. She goes and sits down. Lucky for her, she sat down in time. Pamela walks in and throws down a stack of newspapers on Max's desk that says that say Pamela Milton is lying to you. Mm. Now, at this point, we don't know if she suspects Max had a hand in it 
Or she's showing Max like somebody must have broken in. Like, we got to figure out who did this. I took it that way. Well, maybe. I think they want you to think that she thinks Max did it, but she can't prove anything. And she might might say like, damn it, we got to find out who did this. Now, maybe sometime in the last eight episodes, Pamela bitches to her son. Somebody must have gone through my files. Oh, and she, well, I saw Max in there. Yeah, he might remember. Oh, you know what? That night before the newspaper came out, I did see Max in your filing cabinet. Ruh-roh. Huh. Ruh-roh. Uh, they cut to Alexandria. The troopers are inside the walls and they put a Commonwealth flag over the Alexandria sign. Oh, yeah. They do the same thing at Hilltop. Not sure what they want at Hilltop. There's not much there. There's nothing there to claim. God, it's yep. burned down. Hornsby and his men take over Oceanside and all of the women have their hands tied behind their backs. That was upsetting. At gunpoint. He flips a coin mm. and the show ends. Now, what did you think the coin meant? Maybe they're picking a select few to come back to Commonwealth. I'm really not sure. Well, your mind is not as evil as mine. Oh, God. Well, what are you deciding who they're going to kill? They're going to kill all of them. Oh, God. I don't want to think that way. <laughs> well, that's what the coin flip I, is. I'm, oh. I'm assuming the coin flip is do they live or die? Now, remember, you're like, well, why does he hate Oceanside? Oceanside turned down his offer because Maggie turned down his offer. But what is the point of Oceanside if you kill people? In other words, exactly. if you, if, if you, um, you know, uh, what was the guy's name? Um, oh God, the, the, the bad guy from the saviors, Simon, Simon, Simon killed all the men. These poor women now are going to get wiped out. Oh. If you're, if you're Hornsby, I know the purpose of this, of you wanted to expand the power base and you wanted to be in charge of three additional communities. If everyone's gone from Hilltop, what are you in charge of? Nothing. And why kill right? everybody? Nothing's growing there. They have no food. So what's the point of taking over? The house is burned out. You bl- they blew it up. You've got Glenn and Abraham's graves. Spoiler. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? But other than that, what's the purpose hilltop? Now, Alexandria, you could, you could enslave the people there and make them part of Commonwealth and make them work. And then demand that Aaron and Father Gabriel come back, maybe, or whatever. But I didn't see a point to that. Now, if you kill everybody at Oceanside... Other than having beachfront property, uh, what do you, you got nothing. Why would you kill people that know how to fish and can supply food for you? They're resourceful. Yeah. So I would imagine the coin flip is for their death and maybe they don't die. Maybe the coin flip is for a couple of them. Like the coin flip is for each one. I don't know. Talking Dead, you didn't see it, but it was Norman Reedus, Lauren Cohan, and Josh Hamilton who plays Hornsby. They talked how uh, Norman and Lauren uh, talked about how sad they were at The Walking Dead being over and wrapping mm. production. Although Norman was very like, it was a weight off my shoulders a little bit, although I'm going to miss everybody. Really? Whereas, whereas Lauren was like, oh, it was devastating. I was sad. Then Lauren talked about the Isle of the Dead spinoff. Daryl oh. never talked about the Carol and Daryl spinoff. Hmm. Um, he did say that he and Carol will be in a lot more scenes because... Chris Hardwick said, people keep asking, you guys aren't in a lot of scenes together. Are you guys going to be in more scenes? He said, yes. And he said, some of them will be badass scenes and some of them will be very emotional. Oh God. I have to imagine if there are emotional scenes with Carol, Ezekiel's going to die. I think showing Ezekiel accomplishing things and being happy. He rebounded. Optimistic about getting back with Carol. Either he gets back with Carol, then he dies, or he doesn't get back with Carol, and Carol has to live with the guilt that she didn't get back with him. Like, maybe he turns her da- she turns him down, and then he goes out, like he leaves her apartment, and then dies on the way home. Oh. Or he dies so in the he's fight. he's dead no matter what. Yeah, because why would Carol and Daryl leave it, unless, you know, like, if Maggie leaves with Negan, right, why would Carol leave with Daryl? Unless mm. they were going to go look for Rick. But why would Carol leave Ezekiel? She wouldn't. And what's the sad part? Why would Carol be sad? Because he died. What, why else? Yeah. They interviewed Jerry. Jerry. That they call him off the bench in the next part of the season. In other oh, words, good. Okay. we're actually going to see him. He's, I'm off the bench. You're going to see me. <laughs> They're calling me Cooper up. Cooper Andrews. So, well, I, yeah, I hope, listen, I hope Cooper makes it. You know, I look, a lot of them too. are going to die in the Commonwealth War or whatever they're doing, the uprising. So I hope Cooper is one of the people that, that survives. So, so anyway, Maggie, uh, Lauren Cohen talks. She says that um, 
Maggie did not forgive Negan. I mentioned that already. And she says, when we go to New York, we're not friends. We're forced into a situation and we're on a mission. So is the mission looking for Rick? Because we were sort of hinted at that he might be in Philadelphia. Yes. So why are they in New York? And why does Negan have to go at Maggie? And where's Herschel? Right. The only reason they would go is if Annie was babysitting Herschel and Annie and Herschel were kidnapped and taken to New York. Hmm. Then they would be forced to go together. That's true. Unless the CRM is in the last episode and, and they Ooh, want them to go there death. for some... Yeah, what? Yeah, right. So, well, they got to show up, right? They got. I mean, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. Who knows? She said it's very sparse, like in season one of The Walking Dead. Meaning... You know how they walked around, there was not a lot of things going on, the streets were empty? Yep. That I guess that's going to be the way New York is. Interesting. The streets are going to be empty, which I don't know how you managed to do that, but it happened during the pandemic, so anything's possible. That'd be the perfect time for them to film. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they started filming. I don't think but, so either. Yeah. Josh Hamilton, the actor, admitted that Hornsby has no idea how close Daryl and Carol are, otherwise he might have thought twice about trying to kill Daryl. Mm-hmm. And he admitted... That Hornsby probably has a thing for Carol. That he likes women of power, and she certainly is a woman she of is. power. Norman Reedus was asked about acting with children and how he's good at it. And he said, you know, I feel like Daryl always talks to them like they're adults. And he said, I'm always telling Judith to stay where she is and be safe, but that it's possible in the future he might tell her the opposite. So there might be an episode where he says, all right, Judith, I need your help. Let's go kick some ass. I would love to see that little ass kicker. Yep. They showed a lot of scenes. There's a scene from Fear where the bad guys, remember those guys who wore like the animal skins that that wanted to invade um, and kill Strand? Oh, God, yeah. So I don't remember. Do you remember why they hate Alicia now? Um, No. (laughs) Okay. I'd have to go back and try to remember. Yeah. You don't have to tweet us. We'll look it up. But they're, we'll they're, it out. A, they're after Alicia and they're in a really nice house with a piano and a staircase. It looks like wherever they are, the house is well kept like it wasn't hitting the apocalypse. There's a black gentleman in the house and he, apparently he's been added to the show because next week on Talking Dead, he is a new cast member. His name is Warren Wawasnipe. Oh, Wawasnipe. I don't know if that's his real name. They just said new cast oh, okay. member, Warren Wawa Snipe. So I don't know if that's a nickname. Oh, I guess we'll f- I don't know. I he, he didn't type it. He said it on the air. I didn't oh, okay. Up. He said it. So, so that guy is in the house and they say to the guy, we're looking for, um, we're looking for someone. And uh, they find a bottle of um, medicine that's good for fever and headaches or something. And he says, we're looking for someone who gets, has a fever and has headaches. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, really? Because you got medicine for her. He says she was bitten and lost her arm, oh, but for some boy. reason she hasn't turned into a walker yet. And the guy says, I don't know anything about that. So the guy, the guy says, uh-huh, you don't know anything, huh? And starts playing the piano from, from uh, high to low. Because that's like, not creepy. Yeah, she's so like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, God. And then, and then you hear, <laughs> clank. And the key to the piano doesn't doesn't hit. It doesn't hit the strings. Mm. He says, I think your piano's broken. And he says, it's just out of tune. It's an old piano. Which makes sense since it's... An apocalypse. Six, six seven years into the apocalypse, maybe. Three, four, five years into the apocalypse of fear. And the camera pans down. And you can see under the lid of the piano. And Alicia is hiding in the piano. <gasps> She's in there? Yeah. Oh, boy. Now, I, I don't know why you'd hide in a piano, but she thought that was the best place to hide. I guess no one would. Why would you look in a piano? Then there's a Tales of the Walking Dead commercial. Did you see that anywhere? I, I didn't. So they show all six episodes at once on the screen, all the celebrities mm. in six boxes on the screen. Then they show like a really quick montage of scenes from the different episodes. And then they show Parker Posey. I'm not spoiling anything. It's in the tr- commercial. Parker Posey has her back to a couple of walkers walking down the street. Parker Posey's in a really prim and proper, expensive looking outfit. She moves her hair to expose her neck and says to the walker, go ahead. 
And the what? walker walks up and bites her in the neck and she screams. And that's the episode. That's the, that's the commercial. That's the commercial. Oh my God. So they're already telling you that Parker Posey lets herself get ripped, her neck rip open, ripped ah. open. So I don't know what that's about. If that's the end of the episode, you just ruined the episode. And if yeah, it's the beginning of the episode, guy. yeah, if it's the beginning of the episode, then I want to see a flashback to where we got to that point. Oh, absolutely. Right. But that's, that's in the commercial. So I wrote, thanks commercial guy. <laughs> Cause it's not a trailer. Technically. Oh yeah. It's on you're television. a commercial guy. Yeah. Then they showed a sneak peek of the first episode back of the walking dead. Carol is babysitting Judith and Gracie. And they're talking about pictures that Carol took of different people around town. Hmm. And there's some commotion outside and she looks out the window and the people are in the streets of Commonwealth with picket signs that say, we want Sebastian. Pamela has been lying to us. They obviously saw the newspaper and oh, believed boy. it. And now they're marching in the streets. In the middle of the crowd, Carol sees fake Stephanie and fake plumber guy Ooh. walking to her apartment. Uh-oh. She assumes they're coming to see her. And she tells the kids to hide. And then you hear them at the door. And that's oh how the clip ends. Ooh. So what I'm wondering is how much happened before this scene that they think Carol had something to do with it. Or is it solely based on the fact that Hornsby and Carol talked about the house being broken into and him seeing that Carol was upset about it? So he must think she ratted him out. He, he probably does. So she he sends his top secret people to go get her. RS. So that's the that's I right, mean that's FS. The, yeah, FS. That's the clip. Uh, Norman Reedus has a book out called Ravage. Um, already ordered it. It's on its way to my house. Okay, unless it has nude pictures of him, you don't even know if you're gonna like it. It's him. I probably will love it. I have his photography books. I have a lot of stuff from him. Yes, and you have a ten inch dial. Dixon. I do, and it's an action figure, people. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's action. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I figure. Stop it. I think there's action involving your figure. Is what I'm thinking. No, no. Oh, yes, yes. My, in my storage unit. Is that what you call it? Thank God, I have to go. I've never heard a woman call her of that. Oh, oh my check God. out my storage unit. Oh my God. Do you have a lock on the storage unit? I do, with the key. Like a chastity belt? No, it just like a. <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Next week uh, on Talking Dead After Fear, uh, new cast member Warren Wawa Snipe, who plays the homeowner. He's added to the cast. Band leader Reggie Watts from The Late Late Show with James Corden. Big fan of The Walking Dead. And my favorite, executive producer, Ian Goldberg. Oh, your favorite. It's your guy. My guy. Oh, my God. I got to send him a nasty tweet in a few minutes. He'll definitely see it. Yeah. All right. That's it. So let's recap. This, the, it ended fairly well for the second section of The Walking Dead. Much like the people on The Walking, on Talking Dead, rather. I am very sad there's only eight episodes left. Eight I, episodes left. I am too. It's like coming to an end after all these years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was funny that uh, Norman Reedus and Lauren Cohan were both on the show since they're both having spinoffs. But he didn't draw attention to that. He didn't say, like, you're both done, but you both have spinoffs. And it's weird because the Daryl and Carol thing, I feel like we've known about for almost years. And right, but why wouldn't you reference it? it. And they're right, not. They, they didn't reference it. Right. I would have thought, you know, he didn't say, like, oh, you guys are going to be in a lot of scenes together. You haven't been in scenes. He's like, yeah. Plus, we have the spinoff. Like, no mention of the spinoff. Do you think there's some chance that it won't happen? I told you. I think one of the spinoffs is fake. I oh. think Daryl's too important not to have a spinoff. Yeah. Like, Daryl and Carol are the the most popular people on the show. Yeah. I just feel like maybe like if Jerry got a spinoff. No, that's no, that would be fake and he'd be done. I love him, but it wouldn't, it's not real. Right. I mean, I would Jerry that that's be the name of the show. Uh. Like the show, the, the credits would be just like, boom, 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 Jerry. That would be the show. <laughs> that would be the theme song. Jerry. He'll serve peach cobbler. So I have a feeling Ezekiel doesn't make it. So we get mm. to see Jerry cry again. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I hope Jerry doesn't die. I hope not. He's got so many kids. I think it makes sense for Ezekiel to die because it does, he's, out, he's outlived his comic book so much. It Sadly, it does make sense. And it would give Carol a reason to leave. Bad mm-hmm. memories. Mm-hmm. I can't stay here. I got to go. She's got nothing holding her back then. And Daryl has nothing holding her back except the kids. But who, who, who takes care of the kids? Does Michonne come back and take the kids? 
I don't know. It'd be nice I, if Judith had a mama again and yeah, RJ. By the way, I did see uh, uh, Trevor. Was it Trevor talked about this on Trev's Chan? Or was it one of the other ones? It may have been Trevor. There's a, there was a, a rumor. That I wouldn't put too much weight into it. That the movies have been such a delay and such a problem that they might just have a Rick spinoff show. What? Yeah. Get out of town. Now, Please. if Rick were to get a spinoff show. Oh, my God. Then he could show up in the finale. Yeah. But why would Daryl and Carol leave him? Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. And if Rick is in the Daryl and Carol show, then it's really The Walking Dead at that point. And then I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Right. But the spinoff show would be Rick and Michonne is what, what I heard. But I don't know if this oh. I, I doubt that's true, but that could be a thing. Like maybe Michonne shows up uh, with, with the CRM and Rick is the leader of the CRM or the general or something and they fight the Commonwealth. Oh my God, I have chills. Oh, uh, maybe I should be a writer instead of Ian I, Goldberg. I think you should because that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? I gotta go. I gotta go write a script for that. Go write us, please. Submit yeah, so, it now. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Jamie, with that said, I'm a very busy man now. It's time. What time is it? It's time, it's time, to, time to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. Not too bad. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.